And yes, yeah, we Real Bitch Radio. Thank y'all so much for having me. I really appreciate it. We appreciate you. We see you doing interviews with all these guys. So we were like, we got to step in. Right. Yeah, it's about time we girl got to chop it up with the girl. girl and you know what? They be, trying to, they be trying to ask, you know, the same questions we talk about. But y'all ain't going to get the tea I'm going to give it to the ladies. Like, no. For sure. <laughs> all right, Renny. Thank you so much. Lip service. So I was like, eh, should I still be going on this date? But I, you know, I let it slide. Because at the time, my issue with Tinder is that I don't feel comfortable. Oh, well, back in the day. I didn't feel comfortable meeting people in person because I had a lot of insecurities, a lot of body image insecurities, a lot of insecurities about how I look, whether or not I'm pretty, whether or not I'm ugly, will they like my shape, how I look, because I'm plus size. And that also navigates how I look at life, you know, being a black plus size woman. That's just who I happen to be. And that takes into account how I view relationships as well as just like my, my familial relationships with men in general and my male friendships. They kind of like help shape my perspective on how I see dating overall. So I was talking to this dude, and a lot of, I, the, the dude that I'm talking about from the first of the story, and I, lot, I let a lot of things slide in the beginning because, like I said, not the person I am today, but like the person back in the day that I was, like I didn't have a lot of self-confidence. So I was good with any type of attention. Like, girl just wanted attention. I wanted to feel cared for, I wanted to feel loved. And there were some messages in the beginning that were like a little bit off-putting or a little bit sexual. And then he said it was his friends that sent it. And I'm, I'm really forgiving in general. And he seemed nice overall. So I was like, you know what? Maybe it's just a fluke. I'll let it slide. I don't really care. Like, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just glad that there's somebody who will ask me about my day. Now, something that was brought into my perspective later, like, I realized he never really talked about any of his other interests other than basketball or his hobbies or stuff like that, he would really focus on me, which I like, but like, it kind of didn't really give much of a full idea of his personality to me on who he was like. So, I don't know, I kind of gave myself this expectation of the type of person he was gonna be based off of the fact that he was so interested in me that I didn't real I realized I didn't know much about him. And then afterwards, you know, we was talking about six couple weeks, you know, I'm not about to like just go out of my way to see somebody, you know, like I said, that little foundation, I need a little chum chum before I decide I'm gonna go out and put myself out there. And especially, like I said, I had a lot of concerns about how I looked and things like that. So when I got in, you know, I got my little car, I got a little dressed up, put on my makeup, and I had a bad feeling about a lot of things because like I said, like I get nervous meeting people for the first time that I didn't meet in person. That's why I like meeting people in person because I know how they look, whether we vibe, I can find out their interests and stuff because I need to be someone that has like a conversation with you from the jump because I'm a very extroverted and loud person. That's just who I happen to be like, and I don't mesh well with people that are really, really introverted. That's just not my personality. Like we, we can be friends with introverted, but like if you're someone like as a partner and you're introverted, it's probably not going to work for us because I'm just, I'm like a 99 percentile extrovert, like help me get out of here because I, I miss the outdoors <laughs> type of, type of person. So I went there and I drove and he lived like an hour away. He chose out a Mexican restaurant. He was still living in camp on campus. It was like an hour drive and I was concerned because the pictures had switched up a little bit since like the day before so I was like I'm not sure if I'm gonna actually like this date and I was like but I'm gonna keep an open mind because you know I told myself I had to give myself more chances with dating even if it was something that didn't make me feel uh extremely comfortable at the time especially because of how I just tell you men approach me in general it's not a way that I find favorable so 
Anyways, yeah, so when it came to the actual date itself, I got there, I showed up to the restaurant, and when I saw him, I realized that he was like, he was like, I'm 5'5", five five, and he was shorter than my chest. And like, usually I don't talk to people that are shorter than me. Um, unless it's by like a couple inches. Like, I'm not usually somebody too shy. Like, you know there's a whole bunch of girls out there that be like, I don't date nobody unless he over six feet. Like, me, I don't care about that. Like, <laughs> like you could be like, you know, we could be about the same height, or you could be like a little bit taller. It could be like two inches, three inches, four inches, like that little, you know. I don't care. But like, it was, it was a drastic difference for me. And I didn't, I was, I was, I was actually a little bit shocked by that. So I was like, oh no. <laughs> Especially because the pictures that I was looking on his profile didn't make me think that way. So I guess, again, my own perceptions on how everything went. Then when we went through the date itself, um, I just didn't feel comfortable with our interaction. According to his friends that have watched the previous in interview is that he has, um, he doesn't have, he has a mental illness where he cannot properly communicate with other people, which is fine i feel that if that is an issue i would love that people be honest with me in terms of your communication styles like i'm very chill and easy to talk to so if you have a certain way or speaking style let me know or just any sort of issue depression what is up everybody it's your boy both anything and let's talk about women let's talk about the women here in dallas now this is a video that's been requested for a while, you know, whether in person or whether it was online, fellas usually reach out to me and they want to know, hey man, how's the women? And they usually want to know two things. How do they look? How do they act? Because ladies, I'm just keeping it real. Fellas care about those two things, okay? Above anything else. And so I'm making this video to just kind of tell you my experiences. So as a disclaimer, keep in mind, I'm not talking about all women. I can't talk about all women. I'm only telling you the perspectives of a man who's dealt with women on the East Coast, New York versus Dallas, Texas, and just giving you my observations. So take it with a grain of salt. Not all, not all, not all. Okay? I know somebody's still going to leave me a comment saying, I'm not like this and I'm not like that. Da -da 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 -da. Whatever. So anyway, let's get right on into it. Let's talk about how do they look, right? Uh, for the most part, the women are in shape. For the most part, the women take care of themselves. Um, and I think it, a lot of it has to do primarily with the weather. All right. Whenever you're comparing warm weather state with a mixed weather state, you're going to have scenarios where because the temperature is high, um, you tend to be more outdoors. So therefore, you want to be comfortable. You have to wear uh, more fitted clothes. You tend to want to be in shape. Right. As opposed to on the East Coast or in New York, I'm comparing it to, because eight months out the year, it's mostly cold. You can kind of hide under a big coat. You can hide under a hoodie. You can hide under loose clothing. That's why you find that, you know, come May, April, May, people thinking, oh, man, I got to get right for the summer because they know they really only get, get two, three months of the good weather and then it's back to getting cold. Right. And so I notice a difference there. You know, most of the women here, when I run into them. They usually have workout clothes, right? And it's not that they just worked out, but it's just because they want to be comfortable, right? So a lot of yoga pants and that's, that's a very good thing, fellas. That's a very good thing. So let's continue. Now, let's talk about the approach, right? How do they act, okay? Um, 
I find that the women here are a bit more welcoming. Um, they're a bit easier to approach. And a lot of it has to do with the mentality, right? The mentalities are different. They come from different walks of life. Uh, but I think also what it plays into is the fact that their basic needs are met for the most part, right? Most of the women that I've interacted with here, they drive, they have a car, they tend to have a job, they tend to have a place to live, okay? And those are usually the things that you want to make sure that you have. Once you have those things together, then everything else is just kind of like gravy on top. And so when you approach them or when you meet them, you you have to really bring something to the table, right? Whether it's your personality, whether it's whatever it is, because they don't necessarily need you for those other factors, right? Now, how does this compare to meeting women in New York? Now, and this is not a knock against the women. Here's the reality. Most of the women that I've interacted with, they either don't drive or if they do drive, they don't have a car. Why? Because they don't really need to. Okay. So it's not a knock. This is, I've, I've had homeboys that I've known, grown men, don't have a car, don't drive. Uh, because you have the MTA, you got the bus, the train, um, you could take the ferry. Most of the time people are working in the city. They can, they, they don't need to have a car to get where they're going. It's more crowded. It's hard to find parking. The insurance is higher. The cost of living is higher. So one of the ways to reduce that is, you know, not having an extra bill, right? And usually you have a friend in your circle, which is usually me, (laughs) who has a car that you could just take a ride with and go where you need to go. Um, Out here, you can't really get away with that. You need to have a car because just to get around. So you're going to have levels, right? You're going to have those basic needs. And of course, you're going to have those women that are more high maintenance, um, that are in certain parts of Dallas that, you know, they're going to be more bougie. And so it's, it's, they're going to be paying attention to more of the materialistic things. Doesn't mean you got to deal with them, right? But they exist here. Okay. So it's not like it's everybody here, all the women here are just, you know, open arms and ready to No, you know, you, there's still women at the end of the day. Okay. Um, another thing I want to talk about is this, because I think this is very, 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 very important. Okay. Keep in mind, women nowadays tend to fall in and welcome back to another episode of Staying Pink. I'm Twyla, of course, and make sure you guys are always staying pink. So I'm coming up with a, um, I came up with a funny video um, just to let everybody know about dating in Atlanta. Of course, you guys, I know, you guys know I am newly single and well, since November, and I am experienced in a lot of things. Now, I enjoyed the process. The process is very fun. So I'm not complaining. Let's get that straight. But some of the stuff I run across is so funny that yeah, you guys, it should be a movie, a book or something like that. So what I'm going to do is start doing series about certain things. Um, like this is going to be a part two, because I have way more to say. Um, when I started my YouTube video some years ago, I did have a video up about what to know, uh, five things you should know before moving to Atlanta, and they got the most views I've ever had, even though I don't get that many views because I just started, but it's the most views I've ever had. So, I figured you guys like to hear me talk shit, so that's what I'm going to do. Okay, so let's start with number one, Okay. For some reason, Atlanta niggas 
Yeah, and I'm going to say niggas a lot in this video. Sorry. If you don't like me talking shit, don't be on my video. But Atlanta niggas seem to always have their car in the motherfucking shop. Do you hear me? Every Atlanta nigga that does not have a car, instead of them saying, boo-boo, I don't have a car right now and I'm riding Marta, guess what they say? Boo, my car is in the shop. You start dating this person, right? Because you're like, okay, he seems like a cool guy. I might as well just go ahead and date him. And you might pick him up like the first couple of times. Be like, well, if I go the first couple of days and go get him and pick him up, maybe his car be at the shop by like our other dates. If we make it to those dates. But boo, you may have been dating this man for like five dates and his car is still in the motherfucking shop. Trust me, he don't got no car, sis. He ain't got no car. He is on Marta. He has nothing but a Marta card, okay? Which is not bad because I roll Marta and I will still ride Marta today. But all I'm saying is it's all about what you do and how you do it. And the fact that he chose to lie instead of just saying, sis, I don't have a car, is just hilarious to me, okay? If don't nobody know about Atlanta, Atlanta is the land of the scheme, and a land, the land of everybody wants to be more than that, then they're not, okay? Every You might see people who stay in Atlanta and be like, oh, they live like this gushy life. And no, half of their money is being taken away because of the rent, okay? And the lifestyle, okay? Don't get it twisted, y'all, okay? So let, let's not get too much into that, okay? But yes, sis, he ain't got no car. He ride Marta. And you might as well gonna be the person that gonna, that's gonna be driving you guys to and fro everywhere if you want to continue that relationship. Okay, sis. But that's on you. They ain't got shit to do with me. Moving on to number two. Boop. Number two. Yo, it's so many men in Atlanta that will act like they're single and have full-blown relationships. I mean a full wife, three or four kids, a job. I mean picket fence and everything. And you will be sitting here dating this man. And he'll be like, what? You never asked me whether I was single or not. It is, do I have to? Do you, do you post a date when you're married or in a relationship? Like, Come on. I, now, like I said, I just came out of a relationship where the nigga had like multiple, was dating multiple women while he was talking to me. I mean, we was like in a full-blown family relationship. So I get it. But then I don't because you got to keep lying and you got to keep, you're living a double life. Somebody's going to lack. You're not going to be able to give that woman and the new girl that you're dating who wants all of your attention everything and then it becomes a muddled mess you end up playing with people's emotions this girl gonna be feeling like oh well maybe i wasn't good enough for him and your wife probably sitting at home is like i'm probably not good good enough for him imagining imagine the damage that you're doing to both of these women because you can't just say hey i want to be single and just date just imagine all the heartbreak and all the drama and hey guys and welcome back to my channel and if you're new here hi my name is tanya it's very nice to meet you Let's just get this out of the way because this is going to be the elephant in the room. Again, I dye my hair every week. I'm going crazy. I can't explain it. I'm not sure why. I'm sorry. I was requested in the last video, like an updates video or like a Q&A to like retell story again that I took off my channel. 
which is fine i took it off because i was super ashamed of like even having this happen to me so like i was like bro and then i was like re-watching it and my makeup looked absolutely trash but i'm i'm here and i'm ready to retell the story of how i dated a male prostitute slash heroin addict slash escort um slash male stripper that i met off pof the dating app <laughs> well this this is this is it okay this is the story of pof and how i will never use that app or probably any app that's like dating wise like i just don't go i don't go toward them if anything like if i meet a guy online it'll be like instagram or like facebook or something dating apps they never do me justice ever so yeah i downloaded pof uh, around the time that I moved to South Carolina. I also was downloading other apps. I was downloading like Meet Me. I had, of course, like Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. But I was using it because I didn't have any friends. Like, I know that's like weird, but Meet Me is like to meet friends and stuff. And I met a lot of the people that I am now friends with off of that app, off of Meet Me. So it's not really like, like I really didn't have any bad intentions like off that app. Um, but I had just, you know, I was still in school down here. I had one friend and that was Alyssa. So, um, I was like, yeah, I should like meet more friends. So I downloaded Meet Me and then I ended up downloading P POF, Plenty of Fish. I watched another YouTuber's videos and she was like talking about, like she was reading messages off her Plenty of Fish and it like intrigued me to download the app, right? It really wasn't like a rhyme or reason. It wasn't like, oh my God, I really want a boyfriend. Like I was so young. I was probably like 17 or 18. So like, I really wasn't looking for anything serious. So I was just downloading it because I saw somebody else download it and I was like, ooh, I should download it. And that's how that happened. So again, I had my one friend, Alyssa. Alyssa used to introduce me to people. Like she was in a uh, long-term relationship with this guy at the time. And for the sake of this story, we'll call him Jack. And they were together for like five years. So I did know him and I did know their group of friends, but I didn't have any of my own, you know, besides Alyssa to call a friend. You know, I was on Meet Me, meeting people, like just like online, like talking to people, getting to know people, exchanging Instagrams and Facebooks and stuff. And then when I hopped on to POF, I immediately was like, I don't even like this app. This app's stupid. Like all these people old, like it was just a bunch of old, like, guys looking for relationships like old like 40 year old men looking for relationships so i downloaded the app i uploaded some photos like i filled out all the information but i never used it right so like that was literally that for pof like i never used it i would skim through my messages like once a week and see all these old creepy men and i just wouldn't use the app so like one day i got this weird message that popped up and it wasn't like any other message that i got on the app before so it kind of intrigued me and it was just a guy and for the purpose of this video he is the main character of this story we gonna call him kurt because girl when i tell you he was all types of a junkie like kurt cobain i love kurt cobain don't get me wrong but this dude was a junkie so we gonna call him kurt cobain we're gonna call him kurt there we go so i got this message from this guy named kurt and he was really nice about like the way he approached me he was like i don't know you probably get this all the time but you're so beautiful like i just can't so i didn't even look at his photos i was like hey i don't really use this i did say thank you i was like thank you that was so sweet but i don't really use this app so if you want you could add me on facebook and i gave him my facebook link and then he added me on facebook right so technically, me and this guy got to know each other on Facebook. Not really POF, but he met me. Like, he found me off of POF, right? He immediately starts spamming all my photos. This dude was spamming my photos. So I I was like, I should go look at his photos because I don't know nothing about him. I don't even know what he looked like. So I was immediately turned off by his profile just for obvious reasons, you know. 
off looks, I was turned off by him. Like, I, I didn't think he was my type at all. But I thought, hey, maybe a friendship could come out of this. Maybe something could come out of this, you know? So, like, I ain't gonna be rude to him. Like, if he messages me again, I'll message him back. Which he then did about 10 minutes later after spamming all my photos. He messaged me. He's like, hey, beautiful. How you doing? So, I kind of did the straightforward approach where I didn't, like, really say anything when he complimented me. Because I just wasn't, I really wasn't into him like that. No, I wasn't. I really wasn't so I was just like hey what's up like it looks like we have mutual friends in common like how do you know he actually was friends with my friend Alyssa on Facebook and her boy better question is why can't you get a guy on your level that's, that's the real question well the first thing well first of all I would tell you what I said in here automatically is a problem why you would come onto a show that you know is a disagreement day it's selfish it's like, well, I, yes, ma'am. It's so, it's like I want what I want. I, I don't I don't say things for no reason. That's why I asked you questions. You're 35 years old, a business owner. That means you understand what business is, and you know this is a business. And I have a and I have a show title. And you said, "Damn your show title! I want to talk to you." But you could have went to my business and booked time to talk to me. But you wanted what you wanted, how you wanted. I'm sorry. No, it's but the, and I'm using this as lesson. That's the problem with too many of you black women. You don't do shit the right way with black men. That was improper. And when I even when I told you the right way, you still were like, uh, well, whatever. So I'm gonna use this. When was the last time you had a relationship? Um, like the end of last year around December. How long did it last? A year. A year, uh, and was that man? Uh, did you go to college? Did I go to college? Yes. No, sir. Okay, and how long have you owned your own business? Nine years. And how and how long have you been making six figures or more? On um, the last three. Okay, why do you need a man making six figures? Um, because I'm finding out that the guys that I date, that's not, it's not working out. What does it have to do with money? Because I feel like, um, I need a guy that I can respect and admire and I'm ambition and I want a guy that has that drive too. And when he doesn't, I find myself, you know, encouraging like, Hey babe, you can do this and you can do that. And then, All right, so in North Carolina, how, what percentage of the population, what percentage of men in this country make six figures or more? I think it's like 5%. I'm not Closer, closer to 10. So okay. oh, 10%. All right. So the question is, what do those men who make that kind of money, who all women tend to want, what do they want? I feel like they want arm candy, somebody who can um, have more to bring to the table than just looks, but um, also bring balance to their life. I feel like I can help them out on... Um, okay, slow down. I'm not understanding. You said they want arm candy, then you contradicted yourself. You want, it, They want somebody that more than just looks. Yeah, arm candy, but something behind, you know, brain with it and you know, more in depth. Do you own, do you know any men who make six figures or more? My dad and my uncle. 
do you excuse me do you know any men that you are related to that make six figures or more I'm related to yeah men that you are personal. not related to not on a personal level so you don't know them you don't know what they want but you want them man I'm going to suggest that you really don't know what you want and saying six figures is just something that you've got taken from out there but I'm not hearing this rooted to anything but what do you want ultimately do you want to be married children what yes I want to be married do you want any children yes how many um I have a son now so how old is your son? He's 13. Where's the father? He's not enough in his life. I didn't well, ask he, that. I said, where's the father? Well, he's not like in it like I would like him to be. All right. So um, let me go ahead and take this down. Ma'am, men who make the kind of money you're talking about have options. And typically, I don't want to deal with women who are have 13-year-old sons who are used to dating men. Who, this doesn't sound appealing to the kind of man you're talking about. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to my YouTube channel. It's your girl, Angel K. Today, I'm going to be talking about dating in Atlanta. If you're wondering what I'm doing, I'm chilling. I just took a dance class, and it was so hard but it was nice to get back into it and now i'm waiting for my next class which is in about an hour but i just wanted to make this quick video talking about um the dating experience in atlanta first of all if you're new here go ahead and subscribe to my channel i do atlanta vlogs and i take you guys on my journeys and i try out new experiences and I'm just awesome. Let's just get right into this video. The number one thing we all know, <laughs> the number one thing we all know is that most men in Atlanta are gay. So I'm talking from a woman's perspective. Literally, I don't have a problem with gay men. I, like I'm one of the most accepting people in the world, if I do say so myself. But no, I really don't have a problem with gay men. It's that it's so many of them and us as straight women we don't really have much of a choice and i love my gay men like i have a best friend who's gay and we are just bomb i get along with gay men so so easily but it's just like in terms of a ratio it's like like as a straight woman it's hard to find a straight attractive man okay because not only is the percentage low for straight men but to find an attractive one is not easy and then the attractive ones you'd be like oh he's cute he's cute you know he might be tall my guy nice beard you know might have like nice eyes nice features might be tall bulky and like you're just like oh he look good but then he start talking to you and you start watching the way he moving you can automatically tell that he's gay <laughs> just so it's so sad i've lived here for about a year now so i have just come to ex expect or accept the fact that most men that you see are gay and 
you know that's fine but I just like being around I just like being around masculine men nothing turns me on more than a masculine man so like seeing so many feminine men around it's like I don't know as a woman you want to feel protected you want to feel like you know you got big strong masculine men around you that's the first thing that's the first thing about Atlanta it's just most dudes they look like they straight they might dress really really well carry themselves really well but then like even as soon as they start talking they're just really gay so it's hard it's it's hard to find and i think your best bet would just to um date online because if you go out most people you're gonna see out most people out having a good time and in the clubs and bars and stuff they mostly gay so just look out for that another thing about dating in atlanta is that you have to be very very careful with people as an adult you have to be regardless but atlanta is one of the most hiv infected states does that make sense did i say that right atlanta is one of the most highly hiv infected state. i don't know if i'm saying that right but basically atlanta got a lot of people with hiv and stds and stuff it's nasty it's people down here are nasty and people and i've seen stuff on twitter too which also inspired me to make this video because sometimes when we're young we feel like we feel like as long as somebody's like telling us what's up and they're like saying they don't have nothing and they're trying to you know trying to get you in bed and trying to gain your trust it can be so easy for us young women to just fall for it sometimes we're in the moment sometimes we're just like oh you know whatever blah 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 might not be that serious no it is so easy to catch hiv down here and once you catch it First of all, I hope everybody's educated. Once you catch it, you're not going to die. You're not just going to get AIDS and die, obviously. But you just got to be really, really careful. Because, you know, sometimes we think, oh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. No. You always got to make sure you get checked. Make sure you get checked. Make sure the person you're having sex with gets checked. It doesn't matter how bad you want it in the moment. Like, your health is so important. And to put yourself through that and jeopardize your future just for some... It's really not worth it. So you really got to be careful. If you're going to date people down here and you want to have fun and you want to just be careful, you know, condoms, they might be a little pricey sometimes, you know, depending on how many times you have sex. But, you know, just protect yourself. Protect yourself. Because the future will eventually be the present. And if you're just worrying about the... I'm not going to preach. I'm not going to preach. But if you're just worrying about the present eventually the future is going to catch up to you it's going to be the present and then you're going to have to take care of it so it's better to be safe than sorry last thing i'm gonna say about dating in atlanta is that the fact that and i'm about to get mad i'm trying not to get mad i get mad so easily nowadays Whew. but the fact that the fact that there are so many straight women and a, a low percentage of straight men straight attractive men and I'm, I'm basically kind of talking about my age group like 20s early 30s i'm not talking about people like older 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 so from my experience people in my age group men I, i'm gonna say young men because you know in our 20s we are still kind of young most men are looking for a come up there's a lot of men out here who are bums they are bums 
bums. They're bums. Bums, bums, bums. And most men out here are trying to live a lifestyle that they don't really live. That, like, they are not living the life that they're putting on social media. You might think he's driving this fast car. You know, he got all these expensive clothes, all these shoes, these Jordans. He got a nice, fresh haircut. You might think he made money, okay? But most of the time, it's either not legal money or he capping. Men will try you. They will really try and use you, so don't let them. Atlanta's considered the black Hollywood and most people that are moving down here are ambitious and they're looking to start their business or you know promote their career or you know network connect with people atlanta is promoted as you know affordable cheap you know it's convenient but it's really not as cheap as you think i mean it's, it's cheaper than la but most people that come here are on a budget so i'm just saying like people will you know, they're, they're just trying to make a come up and they see other ambitious people. They see other young, striving women and they will just try and use them. If you're a nice, caring person, one day y'all just going out for dinner. By the next week, he moving into your house, driving your car, eating up all the food in your house, you know, treating you like trash. And that just comes with experience too, being young and being the type of person that you are. But in Atlanta, it's just more of a higher risk, in my opinion. So you just really got to be careful for that. Um, just don't let people use you. Don't let people just sweet talk you and get in your pants, give you AIDS. Just watch a Tyler Perry movie before you move to Atlanta, okay? Because he seems to know. Everybody be joking about Tyler Perry, talking about, oh, he makes the same movies. He talks about black women, blah, 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 blah. And he does this and he does that. It's the same old story over and over and over. Well, Tyler Perry is in Atlanta. He's from Atlanta. Okay, he makes movies about Atlanta. Well, no, he doesn't, but I'm just saying. Okay, just watch your back. Always make sure you're taking care of you. I would say, like, in Atlanta, if you're young, don't come out here looking for a man. Don't come out here trying to get married. Come out here, chase your dreams, pursue a career. If a man comes after you, let him continue coming after you. Don't sit here and, oh, yay, finally. No. If you come to Atlanta, don't be expecting much in terms of the dating scene. I'm just being honest. Go to Texas. Go to go to some go somewhere small i'm not saying it can't happen i'm not saying you won't find the love of your life down here but your expectations need to be down here but there's a lot of nice people down here you just gotta watch your back with that being said i think that's all i have to say I'm going to chill for a little bit more before I go into this dance class, but I just want to make this video real quick, just sharing with you guys my experience. And also, like, I've been talking to people, like, my friends have had similar experiences. You know, just, uh, just be careful out here. If you're moving out here, be careful. So, but if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, y'all can comment below or message me on Instagram at angel.k. And I hope y'all enjoyed this video. And don't forget to subscribe. I will see y'all in my next video. Now, if somebody was to ask you, is that your man or is that your girl? You're just like, uh, no. You were bad 
girl and your friends bad too. Oh, you got the swag, saucy dripping swag goo. You a bad girl and your friends bad too. Oh, you got the swag, saucy dripping swag goo. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to All About Jen. I am so excited that you have returned for the very next video. Now you already know what time it is. If you haven't already, please subscribe. Don't know what you're waiting for, okay? And turn on post notifications so that you are notified as soon as I post new content. Now I know I've kind of taken a little bit of a break and I am sorry, I got a lot going on guys. But I did miss you guys and I hope that you miss me too. Now, as you can tell by the title below, I'm going to be talking about dating in Atlanta. Some of you guys have followed me on Instagram. So if you haven't followed me yet, please follow me on Instagram at allaboutjen underscore. You have even reached out to me after I posted my last video explaining why I moved from New York to Atlanta. And you guys had some questions and I was happy to answer some of those questions for you. You can also comment down below if you have questions about this video or if you have any suggestions about new topics that you'd like me to cover. So with that being said, let's dive in. Dating in Atlanta. Uh, what can I say? So my first year living in Atlanta, I was completely single. I came from New York single, okay? I don't have children. I'm not married and I wasn't in a relationship and I had graduated with my master's and I was in my career and I was working in New York and so I really want to talk about what it's like dating as a single young adult woman you know a single young adult New Yorkan okay I know a lot of times people get married really young and they find their soulmate at a very young age but that doesn't really represent the rest of us out here, okay? Who have to go on a journey, who end up graduating from college, who end up getting into their careers and still find themselves pretty single. They live a full life, but they just haven't found that special person. And we all know that you wanna date somebody with substance. You don't just wanna date anybody. And so my last relationship was five years ago. It was my first year of grad school. And it ended really bad, you guys. I was heartbroken. I was upset. Uh, it just took a toll on me emotionally. And I said to myself, the next time I enter into a relationship, I want to make sure that the person I am with is somebody that I see myself marrying. Now, I say a real relationship because a lot of times nowadays, okay, people are not even in relationships anymore. People are in situationships. There is no title involved. There is no commitment involved. No strings attached. However you want to say it, it's just not a real relationship. Now, if somebody was to ask you, is that your man or is that your girl? You're just like, uh, no, because you guys have not had that conversation. Not only that, a lot of people tend to play games and I get it, you guys. Dating in general is tricky. People sometimes will be hot one day and cold the next, will be into you one day and disappear the next day and go ghost on you. So I totally get it. I've had my fair share of that experience. And it's painful and it's really hard, but it's a part of the dating situation, okay? In any major city, there's always going to be some difficulty in dating because there are so many people living in this city, right? There's so many people living in New York City. There's so many people living in Los Angeles. There's so many people living in Atlanta, right? And so because there is so much to do and so many people out here, it makes it very hard to find um, the diamond in the rough, I will say. <laughs> 
but it's not impossible. The game changer for me was, was that I began to date with intentionality. I began to date with purpose. After experiencing so many heartbreaks, I had to realize what's best for Jen. You know, I'm not going to take anybody serious unless they're taking me seriously. And that's the point that I reached. And so I don't want to get too, too much into um, many tips on dating. But what I really want to focus on in this video is just my experience as a single young adult woman in her career, educated, working, but just single. What it was like for me in my first year living in Atlanta. Now, currently I am in a relationship. I want to talk about what it was like for me my first few months living out here in Atlanta as a single woman. One thing you guys should know, just like myself, I moved from New York to Atlanta. Not everybody that you meet in Atlanta is from Atlanta. I've met guys, not just for dating purposes, just in general, people that you come across, people that you meet, friends, coworkers, that are not from Atlanta. They are not originally from here. They live here, but some of them are from North Carolina. Some of them are from Arkansas. Some of them are from California, Detroit, Texas, from Brooklyn, whoop whoop. Ohio, okay, London, Africa, like you name it, everybody's here too, you know what I'm saying? People come from different states and from different regions. So not everybody is an Atlanta native, so just keep that in mind. Um, there is a little bit more Southern hospitality. There is an emphasis on black excellence, and what I really loved about this city was that I came across so many young professional men of color who were educated, who had their own careers, who you know owned their own cars, lived in their own apartments, weren't living with their mama. And I really liked that about, about dating in Atlanta. You know, you met men who had things going for them. Just like in any dating situation, you definitely have men that are really not ready for commitment. Now, if a man is not ready for commitment, do not force it. It's just he's telling you he just doesn't want to be in a relationship. And you have to love yourself enough and tell yourself that that's just not for you, sis, okay? Keep it moving. One thing that I would always hear from like coworkers, from friends, you know, was that there was this negative like fear that women had living here in Atlanta, which was like, oh, there's just a disproportionate ratio of women compared to men out here in Atlanta. So there were more women than there were men. Now, for some reason, every woman would use this logic to explain why they weren't in a relationship or to explain why they were single and why things couldn't work out. They would say, well, men have more options. Women are more limited. You know, there are a lot of attractive people out here. There are, there are attractive women out here. There are attractive men out here in Atlanta. I will say that. Atlanta is full of beautiful people. I will say that. Okay? But, you know, I don't think that we should feed into those types of fears. Now, for me, I remember my friend telling me and, you know, the number of this people is this and the ratio is this and it's so hard and how, how will I ever find somebody and how will I ever this and how will I ever that. Now, I do not live in fear. Okay, I do not care what the statistics are. I was not going to allow statistics. I was not going to allow people's opinions. I was not going to allow society, okay, to tell me or to determine what my future was going to be. Now, when you hear that coming from a different city down to Atlanta, it's almost like you feel like people are trying to, to instill fear, like, like, oh my God, like if that's the case, like, why am I here? I'm never gonna find my husband. I'm never gonna, guys, stop it. You know, don't get me wrong. 
I get that statistics are important. I get that numbers are important because it tells us the likelihood or what the chances are. And maybe the chances are slim, maybe the chances are this, maybe the chances are that. But, but I don't walk by sight, I walk by faith. Okay, so I just have faith. I was like, I don't care what anybody got to say about how many men and how many women living in Atlanta. Like, if it's meant for me to be here, that person will come to me. And show enough, they did. All right. <laughs> but anyway, that was just me. Like, I just was like, I really don't care. You know, if you want to live in fear, you go ahead and live in fear. I'm not. You know, my whole life has really been just about stepping out on faith. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I still have my ups and downs. The work never stops just because you're in a relationship. You still have to work on yourself. You cannot expect for somebody to come into your life and you ain't even ready yet. You know, you're still holding on to anger. You're still holding on to bitterness. Everybody is a work in progress. But if you are single, I would say use this time very wisely to do all of the things you ever wanted to do. How, now, how do you meet people, bachelors or whatever you want to call it in Atlanta? Well, there are so many networking events. There are young professional mixers, happy hours, different events maybe pertaining to an industry that you're in or a field that you're in. Look it up, you'll find it. There are festivals going on in the summertime, so many concerts. The nightlife here is pretty good. And even just like organizations and churches and just so many things that the city has to offer and parks and recreational centers and just you go out and you will meet people. You know, if you're social, if you're outspoken, if you love to connect, people even use dating apps, you know? So that's another way that people are able to meet others, you know, through dating apps. Now, I've never used a dating app, but Instagram, I feel like it's turning into one, if you ask me. Okay, because I've met people on Instagram and I think it's a cool way to connect. Now, you have to be smart, okay, you guys? You cannot be, you know, you gotta be intelligent in this day and age. You can't be getting catfished out here, okay? Don't go on Instagram with the sole purpose to find your soulmate. Now, that's not what we're gonna do. Just don't go searching, actively searching. Like, I don't know, I just feel like that kind of takes away from like, I would just say, just kind of be a little bit more social in general. You know, go to different events, stop staying stuck in the house, you know, just make friends, meet people, and I'm sure naturally it will happen, you guys. So um, other than that, Atlanta is extremely small, you guys. Now, when I tell you everybody knows everybody, everybody knows everybody. They may have gone to college together. They may have worked together. Yeah, you know, the person that you're dating might know the person that you used to talk to. <sighs> like, just be careful out here. You know, Atlanta is a very small city. You know, everybody knows everybody. Even in friendships, like people have come up to me and they've been like, I know you, I saw you at so-and-so's birthday party. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I don't mean that to be shady, but it's like, it's it's just true. Everybody knows everybody and, you, and like, it's a very small city. So one thing about Atlanta also is that the entertainment industry is here. You know, you have so many films being shot here any reality dating TV shows, you have Love and Hip Hop, Atlanta, okay? Um, you have, I mean, does anybody really watch that anymore? I mean, I ain't gonna lie. When I'm bored and there's nothing else to watch, I will watch it. But anyway, <laughs> also this new um, show that aired like last year, and I believe it was last year, and it was on the OWN Network, and it was like dating for older adults, and it was called um, Ready for Love. So it was like a reality dating TV show based out here in Atlanta. Also have a lot of like, you know, wags of Atlanta or the real housewives of Atlanta. 
you have the real world is also coming out with the real world atlanta so and that's going to be on facebook watch i did catch that um i even almost got recruited <laughs> to be on a dating show here in Atlanta. A casting director reached out to me on Instagram and the entire concept of the show was that they were gonna put 20 women in a house together and then 20 men in a house together and the women and men were gonna live separately. Now, the show was going to be called Love is Blind, right? The concept of the show was that the men and women were supposed to go on blind dates, meaning that when they went on these dates, they were not going to be able to physically see what the other person looked like. So I did not know how that was going to play out logistically. He had to sort of form emotional connections and bonds based on conversations with the men that we were supposed to be dating. But we were not going to be able to see what they looked like, how tall they were, how skinny they were, what their face looked like. We just weren't going to see them. But if we were able to form these connections, we could either propose to the man or the man could propose to us. And so then we would either get engaged or not, depending on whether the person said yes. So the show was going to like send us on a honeymoon. And then from there, we were going to be put in a house together to live like an engaged couple and work towards marriage. Now, I am not a reality TV star or whatever. Me doing YouTube is me already stepping out of my comfort zone. And I still kind of struggle with it. But, you know, this show, I did the Skype interview with the casting director. I filled out a whole survey personality questionnaire. And I even got the contract emailed to me right because I was just like curious like like you know what I'm saying me on the TV show now I will say I did ask like hey is it gonna be hair and makeup is it gonna be like this and she was like no sis and I was like yeah I can't be looking busted on TV that's not gonna be me I'm sorry <laughs> but I got the contract right and in the contract what really really put the nail in the coffin for me like I wasn't gonna do it was the $50,000 fine they were going to charge people if they decided that they did not want to continue filming in the show and they wanted to quit, right? So if let's say I decide mid-show, mid-production, I don't want to be on the show anymore, I quit, you had a $50,000 fine because you were halting production and essentially putting people out of their jobs and they would have to start the whole recruiting process all over again. Now your girl ain't got it like that okay like i ain't got no fifty thousand dollars to be throwing away and i just didn't feel comfortable enough to commit to something like that so i said no so the entertainment world definitely comes to atlanta to showcase you know just the dating scene and whatnot and there's so many just like tv shows taking place here so i just want to put that out there what i really want to emphasize to you guys is that when you date with intentionality and when you date with purpose not with fear you have to know who you are and know what you bring to the table if you feel as though you could be bringing a little bit more and you need to expect a little bit more out of yourself i would say take this singleness to really focus on yourself and really accomplish what it is that you have yet to accomplish now dating is like putting a microscope to you right you know people are going to see you for the good and the bad and you have to really be able to be a heal and whole person 
You cannot get into a relationship thinking that a relationship is what's going to make you better. No, it's not. You have to make sure that you are complete on the inside before you enter into anything. And so when we are broken, sometimes we end up dating out of desperation. We date just to feel better. And when we do that, that is literally living on the edge. That is dating dangerously. That will not make you feel better. That will make you feel worse because you will compromise your worth and settle for less and do things that really you know you should not be doing. And so I really want to place emphasis on really taking the time to heal yourself spiritually, mend your heart, do whatever it takes to become a complete and whole person. And when you do that, and when you heal, and when you become whole, that person will naturally gravitate towards you. You know, the work doesn't stop. So relationships do make us better. You know, iron sharpens iron. I'm not going to say it doesn't do anything for us, but we want to make sure that we are not bitter and angry and lashing out on our loved ones on the people that we're dating and the people that we're getting to know now we know that there are a lot of people in toxic relationships and so you will come across people in your dating right that are maybe not ready to be in a relationship but they don't have that awareness and i think it's really important for you to have discernment when you're dating people because not everybody that you come across is meant for you. Not everybody that you come across deserves your heart, can treasure your heart. I grew up in church and I remember hearing a Bible verse that would say, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. When you give somebody your heart, you give them access to your emotions, you give them access to your thoughts and your mind and your soul and your spirit. And so when things go wrong, it really can affect you and you have to be very careful about who you give your heart to because that is a very special and valuable thing. Okay, you guys? So keep that in mind when you do decide to date, you know, and I hope you guys enjoyed this video. Comment down below, subscribe and stay tuned and follow me on Instagram. Pressed. on Pookie and Ray Ray if you didn't want the girls who Pookie and Ray Ray mess with answer that for me I ain't never been concerned about no Pookie and Ray Ray cause I ain't concerned about no chicks that mess with Pookie and Ray Ray they make the kind of chicks I mess with and I mess with I'm, I, I have a hard firm strong preference for black women so yeah, you can't be like, oh, he said he don't mess with girls who miss Pookie Rare. He must mess with only white girls or Asian. Nah, I mess with 80 to 90% black women. And the, the vast majority of the chicks I mess with, I argue to say none of them, but they ain't, they ain't going for no Pookie and Ray Ray. So I ain't never been concerned with what girls Pookie and Ray Ray pulling. I just haven't been, bro. That's why I feel like these educated lames low-key want the girls that mess with Pookie and Ray Ray. Even though they say they won't, they won't admit that. Most of them, openly. But it's like, why else would you be concerned, bro? But, man, that's all I want to talk about today, bro. Don't worry about Pookie and Ray Ray taking your girl unless you messing with some hood shit. Unless you messing with Tuki and Shanaynay. You don't really need, you don't need to worry about Pookie and Ray Ray if you ain't in that world. If you messing with a chick and you think a Pookie and Ray Ray might take her, you need to reflect on your choice in women. That's up to you, bro. So that's the topic for the day, man. I'll probably talk about Pookie and Ray Ray in future videos, maybe educated lames in future videos, maybe just because I like the topic because I've seen both spectrums, both spectrums. You feel me? So I'm going to end it here, bro. It's long enough. 
Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel. Peace. Hey y'all, Shima7. Okay, so I've gotten lots of requests for this video. I'm just going to make a video. Um, actually, this is going to be the video about why I stopped being a mortician because I've been asked so many times in the comments on different videos. So I just thought I'd make a video to answer it once and for all. Um, the reason that I quit, I'm sorry, I'm painting my nail. The reason why I quit being a mortician was not because of the job. It was not because it was not anything about the physical or um, mental part of being a mortician. It had nothing to do with it. It was actually the people that I was working with. Um, the live people is what ran me off, okay? Not the dead. The dead were cool. <laughs> they were very peaceful. They didn't have much to say. And, you know, they just kind of, you know, didn't bother anyone. So, I'm going to tell you all the story of why I quit. Um, now, this is the last funeral um, job paying job, last funeral home paying job that I was at. It was a very nice funeral home and um, my boss was female and I thought, okay, well, you know, I could do this because, you know, cool boss, you know, we had the same sign. She was a Pisces. I was a Pisces, you know, blah, blah, blah. So at first we got along good because we were very like much alike. But she was a little older than me. She was probably older. She was old enough to be my mom. Okay, she was older than me, old enough to be my mom. But she was still attractive. Now, um, I got this job because her son, who was a grown man, saw me driving a hearse for a different funeral home, and he called up that funeral home asking you know, giving my description, asking for me or to give, to relay a message. He gave the phone number to the receptionist and I got the phone number. So he called and he was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. My mom has a funeral home. If you want to ever work at our funeral home, let me know because you would fit right in and da, 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 da. And I was like, okay. So when I got tired of that funeral home because uh, I couldn't get an internship um, like I wanted, uh, I was just working, but at that time I needed an internship to complete like my paperwork. And um, I got half of it, like I had half of it and I was like, okay, this is cool. I was doing all the work of a mortician. Um, I had, you know, been working there for almost a year, but the lady that was in charge of the internships was a lesbian and she really liked me and she kept asking me to go you know, places with her, and um, I had a boyfriend at the time, so, you know, and plus, I'm not a lesbian, no offense to lesbians, but um, that just wasn't how I was, you know, so I ended up quitting that job, going to this new funeral home, which was very nice, and it was, um, it wasn't corporate owned, it was in, uh, owned by a group of people, predominant African Americans um, owned this funeral home in Houston, there was a surgeon, a real estate developer, a congresswoman, and a funeral director that owned this um, funeral home. So I worked for them and everything was cool at first. And everyone kept telling me, like all my friends in different funeral homes that worked, were, was telling me no one lasts six months over there. You're going to quit within six months. And da, 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 that lady is crazy. And I was like, no, she's nice. She's nice. They're, they're like, just wait, just wait. 
So lo and behold, she did turn out to be crazy. Um, so the reason I quit was because this lady was very rude. She, like she was very snappy and sarcastic. And I know because I'm a Pisces and I can be that way. But she took it out on the wrong people. And it was because her love life sucked. And she was in love with one of the owners who was a surgeon. Of course, who wouldn't be, right? He's a surgeon. And he was like engaged to this other lady who was uh, really beautiful. She looked like Halle Berry, y'all. And my boss looked more like Miss Piggy. So... <laughs> But he would mess around with her and he had dated her before he got engaged to this lady. So she was still holding on to the fact that one day she would leave him and go back with her or she could break them up. But they had kids like the woman he was engaged to 